Welcome to the Teacher Parent Garden Club podcast, the place to get all your children gardening ideas, makes and questions answered. You're about to listen to a talk that I did at Ideal Home Show in 2022 and I was joined on stage by the fabulous Bryn Lucas. Go check him out. Uh, And we talked all about gardening, children's gardening and family gardening. That's right, my favourite subject. So if you're thinking about doing it this year, this is the talk for you. This podcast is sponsored by the School Gun Success Plan. So if you're a teacher or parent that want to get your local school growing their own and caring for wildlife, then the School Gun Success Plan is just for you. We give you all of the equipment, all of the lesson plans, all the way from January straight through to December, and most importantly, teacher support forever, all for the fantastic cost of 499 Then you need to head to schoolgardensuccess.co.uk. That's schoolgardensuccess.co.uk to get your school gardening this year. Right, let's get on to that fabulous talk which you're about to listen to from Ideal Home Show. blend seamlessly, merge seamlessly now into, uh, let's see, into a black screen. How to get kids uh, gardening, wow, okay. Uh, This is you, isn't it, a skinny jean gardener? That's me, yeah, that's me, man. You still got them on? Yeah, yeah, I'm still going. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's still, it's, I mean, they're getting tighter. <laughs> they're getting, getting older, you know what I mean? Skinnier as time Ten goes on. Ten years now. Ten years I've been doing it. You need to buy a new pair, don't you? I do. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> Tell us a bit about you then, because we just had a look at this competition about photography. Yeah. And we've been talking about getting kids in the garden, and there you are, well, not you, but there you are, with a kid getting all mucky in the garden. Um, tell us a bit about your love of gardens, first of all. Um, do you know what? I got into gardening really late. I was 26 when I actually started gardening. and uh, Or maybe, oh no, maybe it was 24 I got into gardening. And from that moment, I just felt the joy of it. I really missed out when I was at school not doing that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I really am. I'm jealous of these. It, I go to a lot of primary schools. I'm jealous of these kids. They're all getting involved in gardening, all getting their hands messy. And I, I missed out on that. Like, at my school, all we had was like a little dirty pond in the corner that we sometimes did some pond dipping in and that was it so as soon as I got my allotment at, at 20, uh, 24 25 years old um, yeah I've never gone back man I love it hard to get an allotment now in some areas aren't there there's like a three year four year waiting list it can be yeah it depends whereabouts you are in the in the country but I think uh, the best thing if you just want to get started is just start on your windowsill start on your balcony do you know what I mean it's really easy to be able to do it Get mucky, get mucky. Now, I'm going to hand the clicker to you. You're going to nudge it that way. Thanks. And you can just through. work us through here. Tell us um, how we can get kids gardening. So this is just a little bit about myself, as you, as you well know, Bryn. Uh, I've got a, a book out, a school plan, uh, and a podcast as well. And, uh, oh, there's my social media bit. Um, I want to quickly show you my garden that I've got at the moment. <laughs> so I've just moved out my home. And it does need a little bit of work. Yeah, I can see. At, uh, at the yeah, moment. terrible. At the moment, but we're going to try and add some loads of um, different kids' ideas into it. But luckily, uh, I've got a head gardener, um, this guy here, who has been helping me out. I'm only joking. It's, he's part time. Yeah, he's only part time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is my this is my actual garden. So 
Um, that was a joke, by the way, just in case some, yesterday someone didn't get the joke. It was, a, it was a very thought, subtle, very subtle joke, I thought. Yeah? Uh, yeah oh, yeah. You thought I'd done, done that well in the past two years? No, uh, I, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is my actual garden um, here, uh, where we just come up with loads of different ideas um, with me and Olive. So basically, it's all from my book that I put together. Um, do you want to know the story about the taxi? I, want, I do want to know the story have about the taxi. Have I told you about the taxi before? Definitely have, but tell me again. Well, okay, me. right. So basically, what happened was um, I was doing a project with Kew Gardens, and it was going to be a taxi that drove around London. And we basically, I had this taxi, and I was an electrician at the time, and uh, at a holiday park. And they used to drive their victims, I mean customers, around the holiday park, right? to show them, and then this taxi just sat in the corner for ages, and I was like, I want that taxi, and they gave it to me. I brought it home, went for an MOT, and it had like 10 grand's worth of problems with it. I was like, well, we can't afford that, it's not in the budget. So we brought another taxi, did the project with Kew Gardens, this taxi sat up the side of my house, and my wife was like, oh, what are you gonna do with it? I was like, probably put it in the garden. Knocked the back of my garage out, drove it through, put it at the back of the garden, and now it's a bedroom uh, for when the mother-in-law comes over. That was the idea, but every time the mother-in-law does come over, it turns out I have to go and sleep down there. So it's not quite worked to plan. Which is amazing, right? But it's cool to have like, an extra space like to you know, enjoy. Well, we see there. kids with Wendy houses and things, don't we? And that's, that takes it to another level, really. It really does. Like When Olive goes to school and tells her mates that she's got a taxi in the back garden, uh, it's, you know... But for you... Dad points. Yeah, for you, the, the garden is a place of fun, isn't it? It, it? It's not... You're not that rigid borders, 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 the Alan Titchmarsh garden you just showed us mm -hmm. before. Um, you are about getting, getting out there and having fun and putting lots of different uh, colours in there and, and it not all being about plant, 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 about doing lots of wonderful textures. Yeah, definitely. Oh, do you know what? I think there's something about having a lawn which is, which is brilliant, especially with children, getting them outside, a proper lawn at that, like none of this artificial stuff. Bring, oh, you ain't got artificial grass, have you? Good, good job. Like actually getting on... Have you got artificial grass? Is that what you're... You have? Oh, it's all right. I'll come over and rip it up for you. We'll, we'll put lawn down. But like actually having a proper lawn outside, but letting that grow a little bit as well, like having areas that can grow a little bit wild to attract wildlife is really, really important. Yeah, I love the story of the British garden, our lawn garden. I love the fact that it was all a status thing. And that, you know, you must, you, well, you will know this, but the idea was that way, way back in, you know, hundreds of years ago, gardens didn't really exist as things. They were just, we had to use them to plant to grow veg. And that's what it was. It was fruit and veg, 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 to, to live off the land. And then if you had enough money, you didn't need to do that. So you could go to the shop and buy things. So to show everyone that you were rich or you had enough money, you grew a lawn. Yeah. And that was it. You stuck a lawn in the middle and you put border around the outside. So it was a massive status thing to show people that, look at me, I'm so wealthy, I don't have to grow anything in my land. And then we stuck with that rigid, you know, patio, lawn, border, shed. And that's what we do, right? The first thing you go into a brand new garden, you go, right, where am I going to put my shed? That corner or that corner? Yeah. And, and you sort of go, bang, I'll get rid of all that. I don't want that. I want to I wanna do other stuff in there. I want to make it fun. Yeah, there's so much. You, the thing is, like, it needs to be looked at as another room of your, your home. Do you know what I mean? So if you can turn it into a place of interest, especially for, like, children to get outside, like, do you know what I mean? Like, we're going to go through a few ideas to get kids outside. Yeah. But if you've got the kids entertained out there, it means that you can go out there and enjoy the garden 
a little bit more as well. So there's so many different ways of doing um, garden design, you know what I mean? Okay, well, let's kick off then. I mean, you've got, number one, put a taxi in the garden. Yeah. That's Extreme. Yeah, if you're on your way home today, ask them if they can have a taxi. Um, before, actually, sorry, Lee, I'm going to dive in before. you went. Don't go back on the slides, but you were talking about the school uh, school plan. Now, yeah. this is something, if you're, if you're not familiar with Lee, I mean, Lee's done loads of TV and things over the, over the years, but you've got your book, you did your makes for kids as well. But the school plan we were talking about, this is something you're really proud of, that you're, you're starting to create something that goes into schools that schools can buy and then they can encourage the kids with. Tell us a bit about the school yeah, plan. Massive. Is it all right if I can show you something of it? Yeah, yeah, of course. Let yeah. me quickly uh, go through these slides quick. Don't want to look. Hang on. Close your eyes, everyone. Everyone close Ignore your eyes. Bit. So yeah, this school plan is something that I've, that I've put together in the last two years. Yeah. And what and what I'll tell you what happened was I went on tour around the country. I got 10,000 children gardening in one week, and it was really amazing, mainly for my ego, because I could stand on the back of a pickup truck and like throw seeds at children, and I felt like Bono for like a whole week. <laughs> is that and what he does? It, sure. He's notorious sure. for throwing seeds at seeds, people. Yeah, Different exactly. sort. Anyway, right halfway through this tour. Um, I realised that actually I've become the problem of school gardening because I was given children and teachers all of this equipment and no idea what to do with it. In fact, even my daughter's school, who we visited, still have all that equipment just put in their storeroom and because, then, because no one's got the time to do it. So what we did, we come together and we made uh, something called the School Garden Success Plan. Um, so what we provide the schools with is we give the schools all of the equipment, so like the veggie pods, I mean, there's the veggie pods over there, which are absolutely incredible. I've been using them for years now. Uh, we have all the seeds, all the tools, like proper tools. Do you know why the reason I use proper tools, Ben, is because, and you're gonna find this out, being a new dad, is kids, like, like an iPhone, they don't want like the Peppa Pig iPhone that you try and um, palm them off with. They want a proper phone. Not that my daughter's got a proper phone, she's not having one. And same with like uh, tools, like we, we give the kids actual proper, they're smaller size, but they're proper tools. They're not like the colorful plastic ones that you can see usually. So they feel like they're seeing, they're seeing mum and dad garden or their grand and granddad garden and, and they want to use the same equipment as that. Yeah, they feel yeah. like they're being treated like, a, like a, an adult. Yeah. I mean, it's, really, it's really important. They, so this is brilliant, sorry, carry on. Yeah, so right. we give them all the seeds, um, all the equipment, compost, and then what we do is we give them free lesson plans every month. And the most important thing that I learned from the tour and visiting schools is teacher support. So we give, uh, we have a team that the teachers can speak to and answer the questions. So if on a Monday they've got a question they're not sure what to do, by Tuesday that teacher's told exactly how to continue their school lesson for success. Which is fantastic. So if you've got kids or grandkids or nieces or nephew or anything like that, then speak to the school. If they haven't got one of these, speak to the school and say, why have you not got this kind of plan yeah. because go and speak to Lee Connolly and he'll sort you out. It's so interesting. Like, and it's not a huge amount of money either as well. You know, schools are always talking about how much these things cost. This isn't a huge sum of money we're talking either, so it's great. Exactly. It's, it's, it's 499 but that's forever. Do you know what I mean? Like, one of the things that I took from lockdown was that, like, what is my legacy for children's garden? We talk about it's important to get kids growing. It's important. We can keep talking about it, but unless there's an actual action plan, especially for schools, because there's a lot of children that don't garden at home, and I see the school is the epicenter of gardening. So a lot of what we do is we get the kids to sow grow stuff in school, and then they can take that home, and hopefully the family will start growing at the same time. So we're sort of slowly branching out. Yeah, 
Yeah, fantastic. I think it's a really, really good project. Let's go back into getting kids into the garden. Everyone close your eyes again as we go back through the presentation. So I'm making you go back to your own presentation. That's all right, man. I'm sorry. No stress. Um, okay, let me show you. I'll show you this one. This is a really great one because, because I'm, I feel really lucky that, I, that I've got quite a long garden to put a taxi in. Do you know what I mean? But not everyone's got that sort of space. You've got a windowsill. You've got a balcony, um, even just a little courtyard. Um, to start children off with gardening can be really easy just by using the washing up bowl. And basically what you do is you drill a few holes into the bottom of it, fill it with some peat-free compost, and then I'm not really fussy about like whether you go and buy plants from the garden centre or not, but if you're going to just start off, buy a couple of plants, a tomato plant, a pepper plant, and then run like a little row of seeds down the side, and you've got your own little salad bowl there, which is really but easy to do. Oh, I see. So, yeah. So, and you can just keep replenishing it or... Well, yeah, that's it. The, I tell, the, the tell you the biggest problem is, is, um, well, it's not a problem as such, but it's a lesson that has to be learned, is as a parent, you have to put it outside the back door and then let the kids every morning wake up and say, oh, I'm going to water this in the morning, mum, dad. And as a parent, then you have to watch it very slowly die as the children forget to water it. <laughs> But that's an amazing lesson. Like that's how we all learn, right? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it's taken responsibility for gardening. It's patience for gardening, which is which is learnt by children, which is super important. And also responsibility for plants. If you've got to look after it, you've got to water it um, for you for you to be able to get some fruits from it. So a couple of quid for a uh, a, a bowl of something yeah, like that. Exactly. Go down the garden centre, a nursery, or even your supermarket nowadays. Actually, get some seeds, get some composts, and. Yeah. Off you go. Yeah, it doesn't have to be expensive. That is one of the biggest things in the past 10 years that I've found. When I first started gardening, I felt like it could have to be quite expensive thing to get into. And if you're a parent that just sort of dabbling around gardening and not really sure if you're going to enjoy it, these ideas are really inexpensive to start off with. Yeah, it's a great one. Good start. Okay. Um, Mini allotments. Now this, I have to say, Lee, having listened to your talks over the years... I've now got my 11-month-old daughter, so she's not quite the right age yet, but I've already got a load of bamboo in the, in the garage, should we say? It's not in the garage, it's in a thing. load of bamboo. I've got um, a little kit that was bought for me for Christmas, which was a bug hotel kit. Yes. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to be building a bug hotel. You've got no excuses, though, because I'll tell you why. I started gardening with Olive, not as a competition, Bryn, right? but I started gardening with Olive when she was two months old. So you're, like, well ahead, man. Yeah, uh, so, okay, all right, Lee. What's your excuse? Come on. I've only just moved into the house, Lynn. I've been doing the Idle Home Show for 17 days. <laughs> <laughs> but next week, it'll okay, happen. Okay, yeah, yeah, all right. Well, yeah. We'll we have a slight drainage issue in the lower field, so, we're not, so okay. we're, we have a slight drainage issue that needs to be resolved before. But, yeah, it's a, tell us about a bug hotel. How do we build one? It's then? really simple. Milk cartons are the, one of the biggest and the easiest materials to make stuff out of. Like, I love it. Like, throughout lockdown, around Colchester, they stopped picking up all the recycling, and everyone, all our neighbours were going crazy about it, but I loved it, because it just gave us loads of materials to make stuff from. And especially for, like, the Bug Hotel, all you do is cut, cut the side out of a milk carton, and then you get the children to go outside, explore the garden, and then fill it with loads of twigs, leaves, anything they can find, and then just leave outside the back door, on a balcony, anywhere you want, and then very slowly, bugs will start to move in it. But it does take time. You have to be patient and wait for them to sort of move in. 
Yeah, well, I'm going to put mine near the compost bin because I got a compost bin, 17 quid from the council, thank you. Yes. That's at the bottom of the garden. I'm feeding that most days with loads of uh, stinky food, which is really cool. But that going next to it would be fantastic because that should encourage them all there. Yeah, it's fantastic. And I tell you what, if you like doing like composting, um, Olive keeps going on at the moment about getting a puppy. And I'm not really a puppy kind of guy, I'll be honest with you, all right? Uh, worms. Get some worms. I've got like a little wormery that we chuck all our scraps. It's a good replacement, right? For puppy, she's she's dealing with it, so it's fine. But yeah, little worm so we can as a replacement for puppy. I didn't catch sure. that. That's how I sold it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There was a um, yes. there is a company that uh, a London-based company, I think, and they they send it a worm in a box. It's called. Yeah. And you you I think you go online. It costs a couple of quid, and they send you through the post through your letterbox a worm or two. And the idea is, even if you live in London and you don't have a garden, you can get a bin bag, a plastic bag from, you know, one of any sort of thing, and you can stick it in your kitchen or in your balcony or whatever, and fill it full of your leftover bits of food. And you put these worms in there, and they consume something like half their body weight a day, a worm. So you can get rid of quite a lot of your food, and apparently, don't look at me like that, madam, apparently it doesn't smell or anything like this, but it's a really good way of getting rid of some of your waste, not all of your waste, obviously, but it's a good thing, so get more worms, encourage them into your garden. Yeah, I know people that have them on their worktops in their kitchen, I'm not so sure about that, but, you, but for wormeries, you have to have special worms yeah. flowed in, to yeah, speak. Yeah, you can't just have pick worms from your garden, you actually have special composting worms. So I'm trying to encourage those into my garden by playing special music. <laughs> Pied Let's Piper, you go. Pied Piper of, uh, of Byfleet, sure. they call me. So a bug hotel, great way. We've heard about these things for a while, bug hotels, but really just get loads of natural stuff, whack it all together into one area, make it look really inviting to a, a bug. Yeah. Put the word hotel over the top and they'll know. Yeah, and also these sort of makes are really good for exploring the garden, like letting children get out there see what's about in your own garden. Or if you've not got a garden, then go to like, your local woodland or, or park and collect bits as well. It just makes a nice, fun activity. Yeah, totally with that. Um, I've taught, I think you've probably heard me talk about these loads, but I am a massive veg grower, and I'm not massively into flowers, but I do understand the importance of bringing flowers in for like getting bees, as we spoke about earlier on, and pollination, helping our plants grow. So wildflower seedballs, such a good make. I absolutely love it. It's so easy to make. Um, have you made wildflower seedballs before? I've watched you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All you need is uh, compost, um, peat-free, obviously, red clay, chilli powder, and wildflower seeds. You mix it all together. Um, so the compost is obviously the goodness that, um, that makes the, the seeds start. The clay sort of holds the balls together. And then the chilli powder stops any bugs or other animals taking your sea balls away when you throw them out. And then basically you roll them into little balls, leave them out to dry, and then you find an area in your garden. You can do it into a pot if you want. And you throw them onto the soil. You just stand back and let them do all the work. So the rain, the sun comes down, and eventually you'll get a nice little wildflower meadow. I love a wildflower garden. I mean, my garden, which we'll come to at some point, I'm sure, is this brand new space, it's about 11, I'm going to do metres, going to do new money. It's 11 metres across, about 14 down. Yep. So it's a, a good a good size thing. Um, 
And it's really hard to work out what I'm going to do in the garden, but one area with the Bug Hotel is going to be wildflower seeds, and it's just going to be a kind of an area that will be left to grow, and the compost bin will be there with a couple of stepping stones over to it, but it'll be buried among all this lovely wildflower idea. And uh, I think it's a really nice thing, the seed ball idea I've seen you do, and I was wondering about the, the, the chili powder, but that's sort of, it just stops other animals taking it away. Yeah. Why peat-free compost? Uh, it's, it's such a big topic at the moment because we should be going peat free and we need to do our own little bit. People say, oh, well, there's so many different ways that peat is being used. But the peat box takes such a long time to come back and we're just tearing it apart like it's nothing. So I, I've been using peat free like since I started gardening. I've never known any difference. So people that there's a massive argument at the moment, especially online, as people do, that we can't garden without peat in our compost. Well, you can. You just have to learn to, to do that. And I, and I personally find it really easy, and I've never felt any problems by using peat-free. But it is really important for our environment, and we're, we're just tearing that apart. And, um, and, yeah, there's an argument that no one else in the world is dealing with it, but we need to do something about it uh, as the UK. I guess if you're doing all these wonderful things in your garden where you're you know, trying to make your flowers grow, chuck more oxygen out there, try and you know, get rid of that nastiness from the sky, but if you're, if you're taking loads of peat in and it's doing something bit bad for the environment, then, then you're kind of giving and taking away at the same time. Yeah, and it's also it's been an, uh, an argument that since I started gardening 10 years ago, they've been trying to ban it. And the things keep happening to stop that from, from going on, which let's not go into right now because it's, it's all conspiracy. But... But I think it's really important that we do our bit to, to go peat-free. And companies are doing stuff about it. Like, you know, what we talked about being curated, they're massively in the peat-free thing. Garden centers really try and push it. And I think it's really important that we try and get it banned. But, yeah. you know, for whatever reason, it's not happening at the moment. It will. Keep, keep putting the message out there, Lee. So there you go, seed balls. I like these ideas. Just it's chuck just them in the garden randomly. It's a really good one. Mm. It, it is a messy one, I can tell you that. Though That's the only thing. So if you're going to do it inside put a load of paper down on the table, especially the red clay. I think I told you before about this story when I did it at Hampton Court, I was doing a workshop, and a dad in a really nice white shirt come along, and his kid was loving it and getting messy, and then he smacked him on the back with a big red handprint, and I didn't say nothing, I left it. <laughs> Where do you get red clay from? You can get it online. It's not, it's not expensive either. It's about a fiver for a massive bag. I've been using the same um, bag of red clay for a long time. Or like any craft shop, they do red clay as well. So you don't have to. I'll tell you what, one thing, you don't have to add these bits. So red clay and chili powder, not essential. But they do help uh, with Binds the whole mix. It. Yeah, it just brings it together. Gotcha. Lovely, great idea. Seed balls, there you go. Keep inspiring, Con. Get a hedgehog. hedgehog. Yeah. Yeah, you can get these online, buy a hedgehog. No, you can't really. Post it through the door. Hang I a plastic bag on the <laughs> back of your door. Put it in there. It'll be f no, that's not right at all. I, I am so massively like pro hedgehogs bringing them into garden because we have built our, our, our castles, basically, haven't we? We're keeping these fence fences high to stop the neighbours looking over. But we're also keeping wildlife out. And I think... We need to remember, before we came along, this wildlife just could rain free. So, so hedgehogs are a good one to bring into the garden. We did it. We made a, a hedgehog home. Really easy again, out of a box, couple of quid. Then loads of logs, loads of leaves over the top of it. If you put it along the fence line, then it means that's exactly where the hedgehogs sort of go up and down, so they're more likely to find it. But the best way, uh, and if you just moved to a new place, have you met your neighbours yet? 
Right, so get in early, okay? Got Mr. Tiggy Winkle to the right. Yeah. <laughs> get in early uh, as your friends at the moment before they get really angry with you. Um, and ask them to put a, a 15 centimetre hole in one side of your fence, 15 centimetre hole in the other, and we can create like a, a hedgehog highway. Yeah. Which means the hedgehogs can get between the gardens. Like, and if, you know, for me, I was a little bit nervous about asking my neighbours to do it, so I got Olive to do it. And no one can say no to a six-year-old asking about a hedgehog highway, do you know what I mean? So, that's, so that's my trick. <laughs> it's a really good idea, and to put these things in a quiet area of your garden as well, you know, somewhere sort of secluded. If you've got, if you've got that shed in the corner, you could bury it in, that, in the back behind the shed so the hedgehog feels completely safe as well. Yeah, definitely. But keep, the, keep that root going. The idea of putting a hole in a, in a fence... A lot of people are like, oh, that's yeah. the structural integrity of my fence destroyed, but you can do it. It's, all, it's okay, you know? Yeah, it's absolutely fine. I'll tell you one thing, just make sure your neighbour hasn't got like a little pet dog. That was the only thing we, we were a bit worried about. Like, our neighbour got a little puppy, and at the time, the puppy could squeeze through the hole. It can't now, he's a big dog now, so <laughs> yeah. it's not a worry. <laughs> but, but great idea, yeah. Hedgehogs, they, and they should be encouraged, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, re it's really super important. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you a story that happened to us was um, we realised we had hedgehogs in our garden as soon as we did our hedgehog highway because we, we had a bin bag just set out the back door, which was throw stuff in. And I went outside once, went to lift the, the bin bag up to tie it and go and put it in the wheelie bin. And all of a sudden it started moving and I, like a man, just like backed away. I didn't scream. It was fine. I, I did scream a little bit. And two hedgehogs are in there, enjoying themselves. And I'm like, well, we need to make them a home so they don't, you know, that could have ended in disaster. It could. I had the same thing happen when I lived in Parsons Green. Uh, it was two rats, though. Not as True friendly. Story. And, was like, <laughs> and I did scream. And I ran as fast as I could away. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So... You've had two hedgehogs. They now got they got baby hedgehogs having a lovely time. Yeah, there is. They're at night time. If you go outside at the right time of night, you can see them running around. They make a lot of noise, but um, oh. but it's great, you know. Yeah. And also it helps like get rid of slugs. Like if you've got slugs in your garden, if you're growing stuff, hedgehogs will help keep them down. And it's just nice to bring wildlife back mm. in. So you've got some hedgehogs and some hedgehoglets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It it's must good, be eh? called that. It must be called that. Um, so yeah, so that was cool. Uh, let me run through the uh, final little bit. Is fun. So I talked about like grow your own wildlife yeah. to educational parts. Fun is really important in the garden. A mud kitchen is the best thing I've ever put into the garden. Um, again, really simple to put together. About 20 quid's worth of wood there. And you could do it recycled even if you've got pallets and bits. Washing up bowl in the top. Really simple. The best reason that I love the, the mud kitchen is because... Uh, if you've got like an important job to do outside, there you go, like a bit of weeding or just tidying up an area of the garden, the kids can play in the mud kitchen. It keeps them entertained. It's really important. I mean, we did have to add this ladder part to the mud kitchen, mainly because Olive kept jumping on top of here to wave to the neighbours. I got fed up with telling her off, so I thought I'd make it easier for her to get up a little bit safer in massive inverted commas. We put a handrail. Probably health and safety come along. They'd have handrails <laughs> and... Should have to be tied in or something to that, but you know. Ultimately, though, everything that you're saying here is it's it's get the kids involved in the garden. So if yeah. it's if it is that you want to plant the garden up, get the kids in the garden planting. If it's yeah. um, you know getting invented the bug hotel because they'll get interested in the bugs and it's really important to learn about the bugs. Getting hedgehogs in your garden. If you've got foxes, you know that come and visit. You know, put some food out maybe for the foxes if you like them, which is great. But there's loads of different things you can do. But it, it brings interest into the garden, doesn't it? Yeah, if they're involved in, in being out there. 
then and, and involved in the design as well, then they're more likely to want to get out there and do, and, and do stuff. Like this is a sound tube, it's just really simple to make, just out of um, downpipe. You know, these sort of things cost a ridiculous amount of money to buy if you went out to buy them. Something like this, again, 20 pounds, bury it in the ground. You can, well, I say whisper ideas, but Olive shouts ideas down there for me, but. So that can run quite a long way. You could, if you wanted to run it the entire width of your garden, you could yeah. do, and you would whisper down the end, Bryn, could you get me a beer? And I'm like, yeah, sure. But that, I couldn't post it to you, sadly. I'd have to love it. That is a genius it. way. Oh, then we get a little cart that you can pull the beer down with, with good thinking. We'll come up perfect, with that. Perfect, perfect. I like it. I like it a lot. A sound tube. And finally, I think, you, I think you mentioned this a little bit earlier about having like a playhouse. I'll, here's a top dad tip for you. Don't get one. Right? Because for me... Get a taxi. <laughs> I, I got, this, I got this, um, this house, right? It was 250 quid. I wasn't happy about buying it at the time, but I got like sort of forced into it, okay? And my neighbour, as I was like building it, he was grumpy and he went, oh, you know that's just going to turn into a little shed, didn't you? I was like, nah, she's going to love it. She's going to be out there every day. She's going to be playing with all her kids' stuff. It did turn into just to a massive shed. The first time she saw a spider. She said, oh, I'm not going in there. That yeah, sort of all thing, that yeah? as well, yeah. So, it's you know, we had it and it was a waste of money, really. <laughs> really. That's why, that's why I come up with this. Like, this is such a good idea to to bring in like a little den into the garden. And it's so simple. So you know you get all them boxes that just pile up, pile up, keep hold of them, get some batten wood. Make, you don't have to make a frame this big. This is a bit, um, bit too big, really. But we made a, a massive frame, cube frame out of it. And then you just staple on the cardboard. And then you can get all your paints out, paint it up, and then you can create an awesome little den from that. Now, in the summer, it's absolutely perfect. If it gets a little bit of rain on it, it should dry out. In the winter, of course, it's not going to last. But in the winter, you're going to use the garden a little bit less. So in the winter, you just take all the cardboard off, leave the frame up, and then, you know, next year, you can just make another little castle or back cave or whatever you want to make. So it's all about using what you've got. Actually, yesterday, uh, I had a new pair of running trainers. I thought I'd treat myself. And they arrived through a cardboard box. My little daughter, 11-month-old, there she is playing with a cardboard box. All her toys are over there. <laughs> the cardboard box is here. And she must have spent half an hour just opening it and closing it. And, I, and she's 11 months. So, I mean, I'm not saying she's, she's dull, but, <laughs> she, but she got half an hour's use out of that cardboard box. I've been and there. no doubt she'll use it again today. Yeah. I had to kick her out of the way because it was my go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, there we go. Uh, loads of different ways to get kids involved. I know you've got many, many more than that, though. No, there's so many more, mate. It's all in this... How to Get Kids Gardening book by me. How'd you come up with that title? I know, right? I know. Uh, if you go on my website and type in Ideal 22, you get a whole 20% off uh, for next week. But if you fancy it. I do. I think it's a really, really good uh, idea. Really good book as well. And it's great to get kids involved. And I think it's nice to... Um, I think the trouble is we, we all have these great ideas. And there's, there's two little kids down here, right? We all have these great ideas about getting kids involved in the gardening. But actually, when we come to do something, we don't think any further than, should we, put, pl should we plant? Let's just plant something. Yeah. And maybe they're not interested in that. They want something that's going to really get them encouraged. And this has got loads of ideas. It's a really good book. It's built um, for kids with kids in mind. And, uh, you know, 20% off. 
what a best time to buy it. So even if you haven't got kids, if you've got a niece or a nephew or something like that, then it's one of these things, just tell your friends about it as well because it's such a a good idea. And uh, if you want to find out more, go to your website. Yeah, definitely. And do you know what it is? It's one of them books that you know you might find this out, but you know you can get them books with all the craft ideas and then you go and pick one craft and it costs you like 50 quid to do. I've kept everything so low cost to make it so easy to get into. So, uh, So, yeah. Yeah, so do go and check it out. SkinnyJeanGarden.co.uk forward slash shop if you want that one. Use the code IDEAL22 and you can get that discount on the book. Lee, it's been a privilege and an honour as always. Social media, how can we follow you? Yeah, if you, I mean, there's not many Skinny Jean Gardens about. If you just type in Skinny Jean Garden on whatever social media, I shall be there uh, chatting about kids gardening. Well, the podcast as well is a good one. Yeah, tell us about the podcast. Yeah, so it it used to be just called the Skinny Jean Garden Podcast. It's changed now to the Teacher Parent Garden Club. And we're just really um, focused on children's garden, giving out tips, giving out more ideas, uh, and chatting to teachers and parents to, um, to make it easy for them. So, yeah. Fantastic, fantastic stuff. Please, can you put your hands together there for the, the skinny jean gardener, Lee Connolly. Great stuff. Go wild. Go wild wow. in the aisles. Thank you so You can leave now, Lee. It's oh, all right. Thank bye. you. Please get off my stage. Get off my stage. Thanks, buddy. See Thank ya. you, mate. Thank you, Great man. stuff there from Lee. Skinnyjeangarden.co.uk. And like I said, that is a talk from Ideal Home Show 2022. You can catch me. Yes, me live at the Mercury Theatre on the 29th of July. That's right, we're doing a Teacher Parent Garden Club podcast live. And you can come and get involved. Tickets available right now. Go check out on the episode notes. We've got new episodes every Monday. So make sure you subscribe, like, and uh, enjoy. Speak to you next time on the Teacher Parent Garden Club podcast.